aside from a house or a car specifically, what is the most expensive thing you own? Wendy? A car. Name an animal with three letters in its name. Alligator. Name something that's better than being rich. Poor. Besides a bird, something in a bird cage. Hamster. Something that comes with a summer storm. Snow. Something Russia's famous for, Bob. Russians. Something a burglar would not want to see when he breaks into a house. Rob! Naked Grandma! Reason you might stay indoors on a beautiful day. Because it's raining? Name something you might buy that could turn out to be phony. Yeah, a horse. Name a time that most people get up. In the morning. A time most people go to bed at night. This is the 7 at 11 on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. All right, here we go. Kyle, I'm teeing it up for you. This is the easiest chance that you have to make the run and knock out the 7 at 11 that I've given you all year. Get it? First show of the year. Uh, No, it is really an easy one for you. I really think you can do this. Since 1980. Okay. Since 1980. Donald Driver leads the Packers. Okay. With nine 50 reception seasons. Okay. Who are the next seven on the list? All right. The most 50 catch seasons. Who are the seven people who have five or more 50 catch seasons for the Green Bay Packers? Donald Driver, by the way, did it nine times. Who Donald Driver, how about that? Do we appreciate Donald enough as the player he was? Nine times to lead the green and gold. Who are the seven other players who've done it at least five times? All right. So let's go with Jordy Nelson. And when I say players, remember, this could be receivers. It could be tight ends. It could be running backs. It could be whatever. Okay? All players. Jordy Nelson actually did do it five times. That is correct. What number is he on the list? Uh, well, he's tied for kind of the last because there's some who did it seven, some who did it six, and some who did it five. Since 1980. Since 1980. Oh, heck. If Jordy only did it five, I'm in trouble. Jordy did it five, and uh, he is on the list. Um, Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams did it seven times. He did it every year between 2015 and 2021. That is correct. We have Devontae Adams and we have Jordy Nelson. What number is he on the list? He's number one. He's tied for number one. Number one. How about uh, our boy Greg Jennings? How about our boy Greg Jennings? He did it five times. He did it in 07, 08, 09, 2010, and 2011. You are almost halfway there. Besides Donald Driver, who's done it nine times, who are the seven players to have 50 or more catches for the Packers in a season Five times between 1980 and 2022. You said it has to be at least. So the right now at number Jordy Nelson's number seven, and he has five seasons. Yep, Jordy and Greg Jennings are actually the are are two of the three players tied who did it five times, and that's number seven. Yep. 
It's numbers five, six, and seven, basically. Oh, number five, six, and seven. Yeah. Ooh. All right. This is where I, I run into a little bit. We'll we'll go uh we'll go Sterling Sharp. Sterling Sharp. We know he had a little shorter career. Yeah. But he did it seven times in a row from nineteen eighty-eight to nineteen ninety-four. That puts him tied for first with Devontae Adams. So you have the two players who did it seven times, uh-huh. and you have two of the three who've done it five times. Missing three more players. I'm missing three players from 1980 to 2022 Ooh. who have had 50 or so, more catches at least five times. So the problem for me is is pre 19, really pre 1993. I, I I mean, I don't really know too much about what happened in the 80s. So I I couldn't tell you a receiver that played for the Packers in the 80s. To be honest, I feel like there was one really good. Uh, Good receiver, but was he in the 80s? There was a really good one in the 80s, I'll tell you that. What's his name? James Lofton? You're going to say James Lofton, and in 1980, 81, 82, 83, 4, 5, 8, 6, he did it six times. All right. Kyle, you are now five-sevenths of the way there. You have two players that remain on this mm. list. So I have to find two more players. Yes, you do. Oh, man. Be any position. Any position. I, uh, 50 or more catches I at am, least five times. I am not sure about the tight end position. I don't I don't know because I don't feel like we had tight ends play here long enough. So I'm going to throw this out here. I don't feel like this guy had five. Antonio Freeman? Antonio Freeman between 1996 and 2001 – so that's 96, 97, 98, 99, 2000, 2001. All six seasons, he went 50 catches. Okay. So that's Antonio Freeman. That's you are now six-sevenths of the way there. All right. Kyle has been on this show for 17 years, and only once has he ever gone seven for seven. I told you you'd have a chance at this one. Well, The question was, besides Donald Driver, who did it nine times, who were the seven players to have 50 or more catches at least five times for the Green Bay Packers since 1980. Correct answers. Devontae Adams, Sterling Sharp, Antonio Freeman, James Lofton, Jordy Nelson, Greg Jennings, Kyle Wallace for the 7 at 11 win. Who is your final answer? Well, this is tough. I don't think I don't think this is the guy, but I do have a mulligan I can use. Is it James Jones? Is it and by the way, the mulligan, I mean, I don't know if that really, like, if you win, if you get the mulligan. So, so let's really look at this. James Jones for the win. Remember, he even came back to the Packers. He had, he had 2010, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. In those years, he had four seasons of 50 or more. Kyle does not go seven for seven. Oh. James Jones, one season away. Well, that was the problem. From getting the job done. Do I get a mulligan or no? I mean, you can. I'll, but t- I'll take, because I, I, honestly, I'm about to empty the cupboard because this is, uh, if it's. No, I, it's early in the month. You you lost. I Let's was keep la- the you mulligan. Last week. I don't Use the, the mulligan. mulligan later when you got more no, stuff. I, no, this is good. I'm almost there. I'm almost there, and I feel. I, I mean, I don't need to keep the mulligan, but I, I, I really. I mean, honestly, I, there's only one other name I could think of. And uh, and who is that name? Oh, goodness gracious! 
Is it is it Robert Brooks? And Robert Brooks, who was a fantastic receiver between 94 and 97, three times hit 50 or more catches. Oh, Kyle uses the mulligan and does not go seven for seven. Oh, Kyle is screaming and running around in his studio there. I think it must be because whoever just called in just said a name that Kyle's mad he didn't think of. Wait, Kyle, put your mic on when you're screaming and jumping around out there. Oh, my gosh. I just, I am. You think, you think the caller just told you the right answer? I know he told me the right answer. Um, who is this, Honest Mike? All right, let's uh, let's see. Honest Mike, do you have the seventh that Kyle did not have? It's got to be Randall Cobb. Got to be Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb is correct, Kyle. He was sitting <laughs> right in front of your face on the current Green Bay Packers roster. Randall Cobb with five seasons or of 50 or more catches. This year is not one of them, but what a... I mean, I guess he could have 18 catches today. Uh, he would need 18. Congratulations, Honest Mike, knocking out our first 7 at 11 of 2022. The problem was he's a current Packer. <laughs> and he's a he's not a scrub. He's just, you know, he's not old either. He's just... He is underrated is what I will tell you. Underrated? So underrated. Based off what? This season? No, no, no. His career. career. Oh, his career was phenomenal. And what he what he did... In his career, from an all-purpose yard standpoint, from a receiving standpoint, as an overall player, I think Randall Cobb is one of uh, the more underrated players because people think of him more as like, oh, he's Aaron's boy, he's yeah, blah, blah, blah. But if you look, he had some production. He had absolute production year after year. He got in the end zone, over 50 touchdowns in his career, um, 47 of them with the Packers. Um, yeah. Kyle, man. I don't know how I Randall I Cobb. I don't know how I forgot Randall Cobb. I'm so upset with myself. That was that's the that's the la, that's the true last receiver that I should have had in my head before I said James Jones. But I'm like, I'm going through it. I'm like James Jones. I feel like if if Jordy only had five, James shouldn't have had five. Yeah. And I knew Robert Brooks' career was it was good when it was, and then he was. I think he got hurt or something. Yeah, like yeah, oh yeah. And so I I couldn't think of Randall Cobb. I'm so disappointed. I see why you don't want me to use my mulligan, but uh, who cares? All this right, is we, the closest I'm going to get. We have a big final 50 minutes for you as we lead in to Ben Brust, Greg Scalzo, Tori Lowe, Nuna Foe. We're going straight up till game time. There is no reason. While you're watching today's games, just keep uh, keep it locked in all day long as we get ready for the win and in game tonight. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. This is Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Sunday.
Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. All right, I got two people here, Kyle. Can you tell me who they are? One of them has been over 500, 500 or better every season since 2001. One of them has been 500 or better every year since 2007. What was the start of that question again? I'm sorry. I got two two guys here. One of them has been 500 or better every year since 2001. One of them has been 500 or better every year since 2007. You're talking about just players? I'm not saying In just NFL? players. It's, I'm saying NFL. Uh, I'm not saying just players. Ben Roethlisberger? Nope, he doesn't play. Oh, current. Yeah, current. Since 2007. And they both are 8-8 eight and eight right now. So Tom Brady's one of them. Tom Brady is one of them. So since 2001, Tom Brady has put up a 251 and 81 record. He has won 19 divisions, including this year. He has been over 500 every season in his career. Not He's never even finished 500. There was one year, he only started one game. He actually won it. He has uh, been over 500 every year. So he's sitting at 8-8 eight and eight right now. Other person has been at least 500 every year since 2007. And it can be a player or a coach? Yes. Oh, Mike Tomlin. Yes, it is Mike Tomlin. Who? Give me that one. I can get that one. That's, that's, that's the, two, the two at 11-17. You just won. Um, he's had a bunch of eight and eight years. He's had three of them. But they're actually still playing for something. Yeah, I can't believe they won last week. I can't believe they've won half the games they've won. I mean... Mike Tomlin deserves, to me, all the credit in the world, right? I mean, what he's done is pretty impressive, right? I mean, rookie quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, like, I mean, T.J. Watt's been hurt, right? Like, I mean, that's that's pretty incredible what they've done. No, that what Mike Tomlin is talking about underrated coaches. Everybody respects him, but I don't think they put him up there as a an elite coach. And yeah, they had some eight and eight years, but I mean, to have a consistent program like that for as long as he's done it, never to have a losing season is incredible. And they're sitting there in kind of like, I want to say the back end of it, because basically if the Patriots lose to the Bills, which I think most people think will happen today, then it comes down to if the Dolphins are able to beat the Jets. But they got, you said it earlier, they have Skylar Thompson starting. So if the Dolphins lose, all of a sudden... Pittsburgh Steelers win and they're in, right? I mean, so, I mean, that's a very plausible scenario that the Pittsburgh Steelers, given the, I mean, just seemingly like below average team that they have will, you know, and they've won five of their last six games. They're a rebuilding team, basically, and they traded away Chase Claypool during the season, who was probably (laughs) the number two receiver going into the year. Yeah. Deontay Johnson has played awful this year. He just hasn't scored touchdowns, and he has a lot of drafts. I'll agree. I mean, I think I think because of fantasy, because he has so many, he has so few, I mean, he has the most touches, I think, without a touchdown in the history of the NFL. Um, I understand why people think he's been so bad. But all they need to do is beat the Browns, and they'll have won six out of seven games. Now, those include road wins at Baltimore, at Carolina, at Indianapolis, at Atlanta. I know these aren't great teams, but those are road 
wins in the NFL. I mean, let's give Mike Tomlin some credit. I mean, that is pretty wild to to see. And so and to bring it back to the Packers here, we know the Packers, you know, have gotten to the point where it is a win and in. The Green Bay Packers, similarly, you look at what it's taken to get there, and Aaron Rodgers kind of looked at it and said, we need to win one out of three games, right? They had that stretch. They needed to win one out of three games, and it was home Cowboys, home Titans on the short week, and then at the Eagles. And they got that one win against the Cowboys, which Mike McCarthy when it's all said and done, you know, if he didn't go for it on some of those fourth downs against the Packers, Packers don't win that game. And sure, maybe things could have gone differently had they lost that game, but that win over the Dallas Cowboys is why we're sitting here because they've, you know, struggled against the Bears but found a way, struggled against the Rams early, but, you know, that game never felt like it was too scary, right? And then, you know, Dolphins, gutty win on the road where they should have scored probably three more touchdowns than they did and then blow out the Minnesota Vikings. I mean, incredible to see the Packers get to this point with, as Jason said, Aaron Rodgers having not thrown a, having had a 300 yard passing game the entire season. And then you look at the running game, which we knew was going to be the thing this year, AJ Dillon, yeah, I think a lot of us would have thought A.J. Dillon would have double-digit touch, rushing touchdowns this year. I would have taken You told me oh, A.J. Dillon, nine and a half. I think I would have gone the over. A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones combined have nine rushing touchdowns this year, right? So then you'd be like, all right, then Aaron's got to throw for 40, right? And Aaron's got 20, 25. So, I mean, it's pretty obvious right there why why this isn't, you know, the year that we've seen every single year. This isn't 13 win, chalk it up for the Packers every single year. So why is there such excitement around Packers fans? And again, I understand winning is fun. It's very, very fun. But all the folks that are talking about all the people that thought we were down and out, Bench Rodgers, Kyle Wallace, I was saying that a couple weeks ago, let Jordan Love play. Look at it now. What are we excited about? Like, what exactly are we? Are we just excited because we get to see the team play? Are we excited because we like winning? Are we excited just because of the fact that, oh, the Packers got to turn it around? Why aren't we just focused on the only thing that matters? I just don't understand why everybody is so excited Let's, about a team I'm gonna give you a little math lesson. going I'm, to win the Super I'm Bowl. I'm going to give you a little math lesson, all right? So, Packers lost... Uh, 10 regular season games in Matt LaFleur's first three years. Uh-huh. All right? They won 39 games. Yep, we look incredible. 39 and 10. And what did that get them? It, it got you confidence that this team actually no, had a chance. Oh, it got you nothing. Yes, in the end. You're absolutely right. It got us nothing. Right. So, because there's other teams like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers who had a bad season – and who just got into the playoffs and had an old quarterback who hadn't played that well, who somehow won the Super Bowl that year. That's the kind of stuff that happens once you get into the postseason. Excuse me. Yes. Kyle uh, Wallace raising his hand. So that's, I'm getting ready for my ACT. <laughs> or telling Jen to get ready for her ACT. Uh, so my question is this. 
Who were the receivers for the Buccaneers that year? Did they have a guy named Mike Evans, who's probably one of the most underrated wide receivers of the last decade? Yes, Mike Evans was did, on the, did, on did the they, Tampa Bay did Buccaneers. They, did they have a guy named Rob Gronkowski, who might be the greatest tight end? Well, I wouldn't say he's the greatest tight end of all time, but definitely top five tight end of all time, potentially. Yes, he was on that team. Was Chris Godwin on that team? Uh, I believe he was. Chris Godwin's on that team. Did they have a running back named Leonard Fournette? Uh, yes, they had just acquired him, yes. Did they have a defense that was pretty darn stout? That Was uh, was, was Sue on that D-line, too? I don't know. It's too long ago. I don't remember. What I'm saying is that team had real established talent, not two rookie wide receivers that are starting to get better, not Randall Cobb, who I forgot to add on the list because he is a forgotten man because his talent has been diminished, not Alan Lazard, who is probably at best a quality number two wide receiver. I mean, not he's, a team that doesn't like a have good, a tight he's end. He's a good offensive guard, though. Alan Lazard? Yeah, he's a good blocker. Oh, he is a great blocker. He's yeah. a great blocker. And so the whole point that I'm saying is that that Tampa Bay Buccaneers team had a great actual football team that was championship caliber. The Packers have not proven this year that they are championship caliber. Next year, I think we have a chance if we have people who get healthy. But the point is, once you get in, Packers the one seed. No. Two of those, like being the one seed didn't matter. Stop Once it. Once you're in, you never know. No, stop it. We know We know what teams have a real chance. Like not last year, we were. In the NFC? In the NFC. So in the NFC, what are, if you had to pick two of the best, te- you two know, of the teams you think. You're telling me you know that the Dallas Cowboys, who in the last uh, 30 years haven't won a road game in the postseason. You you trust that they're they're going to potentially win a road game if they have to? There are two teams in the NFC that are going to be representing the NFC in the championship, and one of them ain't the Packers. It's the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's the San Francisco 49ers. You and know, both I know, and everybody and, knows. And, and Jalen Hurts is one hit away from not being there. So you're saying if it's Gardner Minshew versus Brock Purdy, there's no chance the Packers beat Gardner Minshew or Brock I'm, Purdy? I'm going with, I mean, yeah, injuries happen. So if right. people get so hurt, then things. If but you I, get in the tournament, you sure, have a chance to win. Sure, but more than likely, we should not expect the Packers to be. If the Packers made a Super Bowl run, I would be ecstatic. I would exactly. be so. And even if we got I'm the saying. NFC Championship game, I'll be ecstatic. But just winning a playoff game, I'm not. I'm just happy to watch my team play. But other than that, I have no. nothing to be excited you, about. No, if you, I mean, tonight is. A, I mean, being on Sunday Night Football is it's fun hype. to begin yeah, with. Yeah, it's all a lot of hype. It's that's fun to begin with. Then playing the Lions, who you know are going to be hyped for this game. Yeah, the Lions are coming. If there was one team who, if you told me the, you could take any team in the NFL this season and they're going to be eliminated from the postseason and coming to Lambeau the last night of the year, who would be the most motivated team to beat the Packers, even if they're eliminated from the postseason? It would be Detroit. Because they were 313-1 last year. They're going to want to be over 500. And even if they're not playing for a postseason berth, they are going to have it all on the line tonight. They had, Dan Campbell is the kind of coach who we've seen can motivate these guys when they started 1-6. and six. I mean, they are. this is going to be a game that you have to be hyped for. So, this is going to be such a fun game. And if the Packers were to win for this team to be in the postseason when their chances were under 3% to make the postseason, you have to be hyped. No. I mean, oh. no. No. Who's hype about a number seven seed? Like what, what? Do you know what the Packers were when they won the Super Bowl? They were number six seed. But they were. They, I just went down a list of receivers: James Jones, Greg Jennings, Jordy Nelson, uh, Randall Cobb. You say those names now, Donald Driver. Yeah, but maybe six years from now, when we're looking back, you're like 
Randall no. Cobb, Packer Hall of Famer, Christian Watson. No, like, listen, those Romeo guys. Dobbs, those guys had all, some Romeo of those guys Dobbs. on his list. They had proven themselves. Jermichael Finley. Like that team right. had weapons. The but running back position be, was the worst. Who knows? This might be when those guys prove themselves. And you just mentioned the running back position. You know, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. Their defense in the postseason. Like. Why not have hope? Keep hope alive. No, there's no, there's no hope. And again, I would be so happy to eat crow. I would, if, is crow a real thing you can eat? Because I eat it on air. If the, Wait, Packers you'll eat crow? if the Packers go to the Super Bowl, just let me know. Make sure crow isn't like manure. No, no, no. If if they if they win their second postseason game, they win two postseason games. They motivate the NFC championship. If they go to the NFC, I will be ex- I'll be excited. You will I, eat crow. What is crow? What is? Crow? I don't know, but you'll eat it. Let Will me, you eat it? I, let me make sure no, I can't no, no. get. You, you know, I got a sensitive stomach now. With the African got sick, so I can't but be. You, know, uh, eating you said there's no chance it's happening. I said there's no chance that they're going to the Super Bowl. Oh, but there is a chance they're going to the NFC Championship. I, if they do, I will be excited. There's more of a chance of that, and they're not winning the Super Bowl either. That's that's my whole thing. Is that I, I mean, want if they to make I, it to the NFC Championship? How are you going to say they don't have a chance at that point? Come on, now. I, we get this false hope. And just like we got ran through by Atlanta, we got ran through by, was it San Francisco? No, we didn't even make it to the NFC Championship last year. Who was it two years ago was it that we got ran through? San Francisco no, was Rams, last year. The Rams yeah. beat us, right? Yes. To go to the Super Bowl? Uh, no, last year was Oh, no, Tampa uh, Bay. It was Tampa Bay. Last year was San Francisco. Oh, we did make it to the NFC. Tampa Bay. We made it yeah. to the NFC Championship last year just to. No, no, no. no we lost no, in the second round. Oh, yeah, San, San, San Francisco. And then the year before was Tampa Bay. Yes. So, yeah, I don't have time to be getting no, all but hyped it, up. But to win, but that. That last year they didn't win a playoff game. You're I'm, telling me if they win two playoff they were the one games, one seed last year and we lost. Right, but you're saying if they win five games in a row in the regular season to close the year, plus two postseason games, at that point you're not going to be hype. Seven what? straight wins to end we're the year. Ne- be- to Seven start- straight wins to end the year. By the way, there's no guarantee they win tonight against Detroit. No, I, Detroit's a I good feel team. They're not a great team. But Detroit's a good team. So I'm saying if they win seven straight games, you better eat crow. If they win seven straight games, and seven straight games means that they go to the NFC Championship You game. will eat crow. I'll Google what crow is during the break, <laughs> and I'll figure out. But I'll do— There's I'll a do, lot of crow recipes online. It's like chicken. Crow. Come on. You won't even eat chicken. It's I, just like chicken. I eat, I eat chicken crow. What is crow? Oh. Oh, it's— Oh, it's a bird for real. Oh no, heavens no! I'm like, I, when they say eat crow, they're talking about eating a real crow. Yeah. That, oh, that bird is a, that bird eats everything. That oh uh, no no. Come on. I, no. Why? No. It? I take that back. How about will you drink crow? No. I, I got a recipe here for a crow cocktail I'm right not, here. I'm the, the, the crow might be the most disgusting bird out there. I know. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not doing. It. I got a weak stomach. Okay. I'll, so you I'll, think so? I'll see, eat. I'll eat some. But so it, you do think the Packers could do it then? Anything can happen, but I don't. See? I'm not getting. Go. I'm not getting hyped up about it. I had to backtrack because eating crow is disgusting. <laughs> I, I'm not getting excited about. it. I just don't understand the excitement around the possibility that is not going to happen. Before this but year started, like we you, expected that, Super Bowl. You could have said that five five weeks ago. Oh, there's no chance this team's going to the playoffs. I said there's that. 2%, I, did, right? I did say that. There's right. no t- chance this team is going and to the now, playoffs. If they go to the playoffs, that is so fun. It is fun. Yeah. Okay, Craig, so are you going to be the one that's going to console me when I get all excited because the Packers make it to the playoffs and they have a good matchup against maybe like the Dallas Cowboys and I really think they can win and then all of a sudden we get ran through or something like that? Are you going to be the one to console me? Because let me tell of you. Of course you there, know I will there, be. There was I'll some, be the one. Uh, you know, my shoulder will be there for you to cry on. Well, I appreciate that because I had some tough weeks that, during that losing streak. My whole attitude I almost broke up my relationship because of the Packers. So I can't, <laughs> I can't have that right now in my life. All right. Well, uh. I'm just saying, I feel like you would be eating some crow, but all right, I guess you're afraid of the crow. I get it. 
Um, Eagles, they win today. They get the one seed. So then it would be, you know, 49ers, Brock Purdy coming in here, right? They have uh, they have the tiebreaker over the Vikings based on best winning percentage in conference games. So that's right now the 49ers over the Vikings. That's how they would get it. It's best winning percentage because they when I, I mean also they they're nine and two and the Vikings are seven and four in the conference, but they, they say it's officially that it goes to best winning percentage in conf oh best winning percentage in conference games. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, that that won't change. So if the 49ers and Vikings both win, which they should, and the Eagles win, then the Packers would be going to San Francisco if they were to uh if they were to uh you know beat the Lions. I mean, that it's winnable. It's winnable. I'm telling you it's winnable. Brock Purdy, I like Brock Purdy, but you never know how he's going to respond to the postseason. Listen, the Packers defense gives me no faith when it comes to a no-name quarterback. I don't care who it is. I, I have no faith. Did you see what Tyler Taylor Henneke did to us? Did you see what they did to Kirk Cousins? Oh, oh. Kirk Cousins had a Kirk Cousins game. He has those type of games. Yeah, but I'm saying Packers defense, when you got a great defensive coordinator, things just start clicking by the end of the season. That's what happens when you got a great defensive coordinator and a great defense. All right, we'll talk more about it and get our Palermo's picks going as we continue with Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Sunday Karma with Craig Carmenson on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. A cup going on. Uh, Kyle, so here's my theory. So the FA Cup, it's not just, so this is going on in so, in what we call proper football, but y'all call it soccer. Um, Look at you. You go. You just go across the pond, and now all of a sudden you're just, uh, we call it uh, football. It you is know, football. you all. The whole, you guys don't the whole do world it right calls here. it football just because y'all, y'all trying to be like, y'all as if you're not American. All right, um, y'all call it uh, soccer. Um, so the idea is they have this tournament where every single professional and semi-professional team gets to play, and there's one winner, single elimination. What if the NCAA and the NBA did that? And you used the NCAA tournament as the preliminary, and the teams that made the Sweet 16 were guaranteed a bid in this tourney. And then you took the G League teams, put them in it, and then the NBA teams. And you had a field of 64 of the 16 teams that made it to the Sweet 16, the G League, and the NBA teams. And you could have like... LeBron and the Lakers, like, going to, like, Wake Forest, like, in the first round. Like, total random draws. Why would draws. they go to Wake Forest? Didn't they have the high seed? No, it's random draws. In, in the FA Cup, no, so it's Chelsea random. can go to yes. Burnley or wherever? Or- yep. F- like, Leeds today was playing at Cardiff City, and they tied. So they're going to have to play again. But or at Coventry, I think. Yeah, I think they were Coventry. Oh, no, no, they were Cardiff, Cardiff, Cardiff. Um how cool would that be? Because, you know, we, you know, and I bring this up because, you know, the Bucks have had some games, uh, including Friday night, where people are like, ah, it's just one of those games, like, out of 82. I'm telling you, I think a 66-game NBA season 
And if you had a few, one or two tournaments mixed in that were single elimination that, that totally mixed it up, that'd be fun, right? I don't know if I want to see an NBA team play a college team unless it's a really like great college team, but these NBA players are so talented. Oh, yeah. They, most like, of them would be blowouts, but they'd, it'd at least be interesting to see them on campus. I mean, it'd be yeah, it, it would be cool for like a game, right? And then that team would be eliminated, and you'd and you'd likely be down to the NBA teams once you got to the second round. I mean, is LeBron really playing against a college? Is, is he not sitting this out? I mean, he wouldn't even do the dunk contest. They may. I mean, we'll see. I think LeBron's never got to play in a tournament like that, so LeBron, I think, would be into it. And and there'd be money for the players to be had in this. He played in a little fake tournament when he won that title in L.A. The little Disney World Championship that doesn't count. Got the asterisk. You're, you're talking about in the bubble? Yeah. A little bubble? Disney bubble. Um, all right. So back to what we're really talking about today, which is the Packers and their opportunity to win and be in the postseason in a season that you called for Jordan Love to be the starting quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is the one talking like he may not be back. You and Jason Wildey talked about it in the uh, 1030 hour. About the fact that, oh, you know, you don't know what Aaron's going to be coming back or not. He has exactly. all these different quotes. So, I mean, hey, if you don't know if you're coming back and this team's not winning the Super Bowl, what's the point? Like, what is the point of me sitting here not knowing what we have for the future, whether or not Jordan Love can be the guy or whether or not Aaron Rodgers is coming back? I would like to know because I think this team has talent to be very competitive next year. The offensive line won't be in flux like it was with all these injuries and players coming back from injuries. Aaron Jones hopefully will be healthier. You got two rookie Wait, by the way, they're just showing on ESPN right now. Coming into the year, the chance to make the playoffs, according to ESPN Analytics, the Packers were number one in the NFL. That's why it's a flop. That's why it's a failure. That is why it should be a failure. 95% chance to make the playoffs. The Lions were last. 15% of every team in the NFL. The Packers had the highest chance to make the playoffs, and the Lions had the least. After week 12, Packers were 3%. Lions were 5%. Seattle was actually 65%. So if the Packers end up, uh, you know, getting this spot, I mean, that is why, to me, you could say all the things you're saying about, oh, well, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. You don't know that. You're not even willing to eat crow if they make the NFC championship. Like, you know, you're. I'm willing to eat stuff, but. Uh, <laughs> you're not willing to eat crow. crow. You're, in, you're not even willing to eat crow if they'll make the NFC championship. And the Packers. You know, if they win and they are in, is there a quarterback in the NFC that you trust more in the postseason? Tom Brady, maybe. Uh, yeah, I, I trust Tom Brady in yeah. the NFC. I you would trust tr- Dak Prescott more uh, than no. Uh, I do not. I do not trust Dak. But here's the thing: I've seen you trust Aaron. Brock Purdy more than Aaron. Oh, well, no. listen, that, you what, don't. No, here's the thing. What they got going on in San Francisco? It's awesome. I feel like I trust if Debo's back, man. I trust with McCaffrey and Ayuk I've, and Kittle. Listen, this team last year, the Packers. I, I watched that playoff game just like you did last year, and Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play well, but he. No, the they Packers, found a way to so win. They blocked the punt, and the Packers thought that the 49ers could not score on them, so they, they got couldn't. so conservative. That's what I'm saying. They they just were too conservative. And no, excuse me. Aaron Rodgers played. He basically Aaron Rodgers we saw in that that playoff game last year is the same Aaron Rodgers we've seen all year this year. I mean, on the even the completion to Aaron Jones, if he hit him in stride, that's a touchdown. I mean, they sh- that, that's a joke that they didn't win that game. I mean, even it, it deep but, out of nowhere. But to that Devontae. shows that that could be this year them at San Francisco. 
where the 49ers have the better team. It, you know, it's not always the better team that wins. And that's why this is such a big deal if the Packers can get it done against the Lions today. It absolutely, absolutely puts the Packers with a chance to to win the Super Bowl. I'll say it. They have a chance to win the Super Bowl. Would you put money on it? Yeah, I probably would. Because, I mean, you're going to get really good odds. I'm not going to put even money on it. But you're going to get really good odds. So if they are to make it into the the Super Bowl, I mean, into the into the postseason, why not? I mean, we saw it last year. See, you're falling into the trap that I fall into and the rest of us Packer fans fall into. I'm we not saying we're into the trap. them. No, 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 no we, I'm not saying we, you expect them. We get them. a glimmer of hope, and we're like, well, you know, we can do this and maybe do that. And that that's just a glimmer of hope. That is abusive. No, Emotionally no. Abusive think about all these years. Through. Think about all these years with Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers. There's only been three of all of these 30 years, right? It's got to be 30 years at this point. Three of those 30 years that the Packers have Coming been up in it. the Super Bowl, right? So all these other teams somehow barely had a glimmer of hope, and they made it. That could be the Packers this year. They could be the glimmer of hope that turns in to a Super Bowl appearance. We will get into our Palermo's picks that we do with Cover 5 each week. We'll explain how you could be a part of it, too, as we continue. It's Sunday Karma, ESPN Wisconsin. You're listening to Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin on ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. It's that time. Yes, it's finally here. Craig makes his picks of the week. You can bet the house on it. Picks of the week on Sunday Karma with Craig Karmazin. Presented by Palermo's Pizza, Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Can't wait to see what happens next. On ESPN Wisconsin and WisconsinOnDemand.com. Oh, it's time for our Palermo's Picks, and it is Pizza Week. Oh, National Pizza Week kicks off today. That means instead of having Palermo's Pizza once a week, you might have to do it every week. The beauty is there's so many different brands to choose from. Wisconsin's hometown pizza. How about Surfer Boy Pizza for Stranger Things fans? Urban Pie, Screamin' Sicilian, Connie's, and Palermo's. Every taste, every occasion, you want to throw the toppings on. I actually got a Primo Thin that was plain this week. That's why you can do it more than once. It's not like it has to be like a heavy meal. It can be light. It can be heavy. It can be everything. That's the beauty of it. How about this? Pick and save um, this week um, through Tuesday. They got Palermo's Neighborhood Pizzas. Two for 11 bucks and Connie's thin crusts for $6.99. Sendix has the Screaming Sicilian and Urban Pies for $5.99. And Screaming Sicilian, I'm single. The single serves, I'm single. I, I hit those Screaming Sicilian, I'm singles. Two for seven bucks at Sendix. That is all part of National Pizza Week. Palermo's Pizza is Wisconsin's hometown pizza. Love supporting Palermo's because they support this community. All right, it's time for our picks with Cover 5. Cover 5, the app that allows you to gain points for every uh, point you cover the spread. You lose points for every point you don't cover the spread. Your last chance. Download the app right now for this regular season. Make your five picks. If you uh, win, it's 100 bucks in your pocket. Cover5.com, the Cover 5 app. Even if you don't get all your picks in by kickoff, you can uh, 
hit the afternoon games. And there's enough uh, afternoon games, including that and the Packers game, where you could still cover five with all that. And remember, as we wrap up today, Greg Scalzo, Ben Brust, and then Tori Lowe joining noon to four. We're taking you straight up until Sunday night football right here on ESPN Wisconsin. Kyle, it's the final week of cover five. I have uh, dominated at least you this year. I am plus 140.5 points. You are minus over 100 points because you gain points for every point you cover. You lose for everyone you don't cover. That's how cover five works. I'm going to kick it off with the Minnesota Vikings who got destroyed by the Green Bay Packers. I think with fields out, with the Bears having that number one pick even in sight, I just think the Vikings need to get it right. On cover five, they're only a four-point favorite. They're absolutely deserving of the six-and-a-half-point number that it's moved to. I'll take the Minnesota Vikings on cover five and lay the four points. I like what you're saying. Let me get started a little bit where I did yesterday. I got anxious, and I said I got to pick yesterday. So my first game I picked yesterday was the Kansas City Chiefs covering, I believe it was eight and a half or seven and a half. I thought that was an easy money against the Raiders, and they definitely covered for your boy yesterday. Yes, they did. I'll go over to Cincinnati to Paycor Stadium where the Bengals have won six in a row at this point. I mean, the Bengals haven't lost in a month and a half. Let's take the Cincinnati Bengals against the Baltimore Ravens, who will be in the postseason and will be resting Lamar Jackson again this week. Let's take the Bengals. I mean, come on now. That is an 11-point spread in real life. It was only six and a half when the cover five numbers come out. That's a lock. Love the Bengals minus six and a half on cover five. And then I'm going to go to what I did yesterday as well because I was anxious and I thought this was an easy one as well. I did not cover, but again, I wanted to be conservative with this because I don't want to lose a lot of points. It takes for Jen and Matt Hamilton to have amazing weeks that I hope they do not have. So I actually picked the Jaguars to cover six and a half yesterday. They won. They didn't cover. So I'm minus two and a half. So they won by four. They were fared by six and a half. So you lose two and a half. I lost two and a half, but I'm still plus eight. Okay, so then let's go out to... New Orleans, where the Saints are coming off a win against the Philadelphia Eagles and Gardner Minshew. The Panthers, man, something about them. They're like an every other week team. Like when you believe in them, they get it done. They've struggled on the road. They are one in six. But I think this game means something to them this week. I think Carolina goes on the road and wins by 10 points at New Orleans. Give me the Panthers plus three and a half. I told you I don't touch the Panthers anymore because either I'm picking them and they lose or I'm picking against them and they win, so I don't touch them. But the game you talked about earlier today, Minnesota going to Chicago. And did I hear Justin Fields isn't playing today? Uh, You heard right. So they're only playing for a first-round pick, the number one pick overall. That's what the Bears are playing for? That's what they're playing for. All that hype for nothing. So I'm oh, going come with, on. I'm, Spiel looks great. Oh, yeah, yeah. He looks great. He's going to continue to get hurt the way he runs. But I'm going with Minnesota to cover that four-point spread at Chicago because, again, that's a game they have to win. They have an early game, and I expect them to step up in Justin Jefferson to make up for that week last week of getting locked down by Jair Alexander and that scheme that the Badgers, excuse me, the Badgers, that the <laughs> Packers had with Joe Barry last week. I love me some L.A. Rams, but not this week. Uh Questions on if McVay comes back next year. 5-11 and 11 going to Seattle. Seattle with everything to play for at home. 12th man. I think this uh, is setting up to be a big Seahawks win. It's very interesting, though. The spread down to 5 for Seattle there. 
and cover five that spread six and a half, I'll still take the Seahawks and I'll lay the six and a half points. And then I'm going to take a look down here and I'm going to go with the game that I believe is an easy game again. Dallas going to Washington. They have something to play for. We don't know who's playing quarterback. You said it's Sam Howe for Washington. Five and a half points. I think that's another easy one where the Dallas Cowboys make a statement today as they try to earn that one seed. And that move, uh, that line has moved up to seven and a half. And I'm going to end with the Lambeau Field game between the Detroit Lions and the Green Bay Packers just because it's fun. How can you not pick this game? On cover five, the spread's four and a half. The spread live now is up to five. And the Packers had so many chances in that game in Detroit. They end up losing 15 to nine in a game that Aaron Rodgers throws three interceptions and two of them in the end zone. The other one just outside the red zone. That's a team that is a very, very good offense at home. Packers held them to 15 points. I love how the Packers defense is playing. I love how the special teams are playing. I love the swagger. Chewy taught me a long time ago, it's not who the best team in the NFL. It's who's playing best at the end of the year. And that is your Green Bay Packers. I will take them and lay the five points against the Lions. See, I'm playing a little strategy today. So what I'm waiting to see, because you just gave me a little news here, is that the spread for the Philadelphia game and the Giants game has risen, which might mean some players might only be playing a little bit, may not be playing at all. If that is the case, I'm not touching that game because Philly could run away with it. If that is the case, I'm moving to pick the Green Bay Packers with this four-and-a-half spread. I believe the Packers are going to win today, but I felt like giving me 14 points with the Giants at Philly was just too much to pass up. But I do think Green Bay has an excellent chance of winning today, and I do think they're going to the playoffs. Here's a little bonus pick, though. I mean, the 49ers are favored by 14 points, and you'd be like, what? Brock Purdy favored by 14 points? Uh, I'll, I'll take me some points. I love the Niners to cover that spread. They have a, ch- they have a chance to pull out the number one overall seed. And they've won ten games in a row. They were they were they were two and four. What? They won ten games in a row. The San Francisco 49ers? Uh, give me some Niners. They could win that game by thirty points. That, that could be some nice double digit points out there in at home Levi Stadium trying to get themselves a one seed. Thanks to Jason Wildey. Thanks to all of you for being part of the show today. Remember, stay healthy, stay together, survive today, thrive tomorrow. You have been listening to Sunday Karma on ESPN Wisconsin. Don't settle. Kyle, send us out. Peace. This is ESPN Wisconsin and ESPNWisconsin.com.